Hello and a warm welcome back to the TNC podcast, your go-to Norwich City. Listen, um, fear not, Norwich City may not be winning the championship, but there's still room for automatic promotion, Chris. Cheers, old boy. Good to see you. We're somewhere, new, you. somewhere new. Yeah, we are. It was amazing. Coming down your sort of mile-long driveway, met by your security guard. <laughs> you moved house, haven't you? TNC's got to my head, yeah, mate. Yeah, the, I- the ivory tower of Chris <laughs> Reeve. No, for clarity, that's definitely not the case. Um, but yes, I have moved house. So, but the exciting so, thing is, go on. Is so this is our first ever podcast filmed in this studio. Yes, studio. And people will now get to see the evolution of the room. Yeah, and they can maybe yeah. give us ideas. Well, I did see a couple of people. They were actually quite sad at the thought of that original setup not being anymore. Of course, you have still got the TNC shrine that is there. The hats are yeah. are there for now. But, but Jack- it's remarkable now because we've now filmed in three different properties that you've owned. Yeah. Flat, Crazy. house, now here. Oh, the flat. I forgot yeah. about the, 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 there. the dodgy flat. Blimey. We had Russell Martin around there. Yeah. Sweating profusely. <laughs> it was very yeah. sweaty. It's probably sweating more now at Swansea as well. How's things? Goods. Goods. Really good. It's been a little while since it's just been us two. Yeah, I can't even remember when it was. When was it? It was. Oh, I'll tell you what it was. It was after Wagner's first game and we were like, that's it, we're going to win the league. Burnley going to drop off and we'll take it all. Yeah. What? No, did oh, we? Oh, no, was I think it, it was the Cobb? Cup game. Was it after Cobb? It was after, oh, God. I think it may have been. Anyway, I've last, lost my brain recently. On last week's show, we had David Wagner. Mm. And I suspect a lot of you have already watched it. Just, if you haven't, it's on the channel. It's on all of the usual podcast platforms. Can, can I just quickly interrupt, as always? I can't believe you just casually dropped that in there. Last week we had David Wagner. Like you just sort of said that as if it was like nothing. It's fun, wasn't it? Can I just take a moment to say like that is actually mental? Yeah, it's fun. And I still can't get a shirt with the actual sponsor on. Yeah, what? And and the sponsor on that is you need to sort. That you know, out. you know, you know what? I'm exercise is bad for you for many reasons. Right. And this is one of them because what? I've been doing a lot more exercise recently. So I've been wearing my sporting apparel a lot more, and I've been washing it. And yeah. the more you wash something, yeah. Well, you know why that. Well, off. you know why that is, don't you? Why? It's because it's the shitty Yarmouth water. Yeah, hard water. Well, yeah. get. You need, I need one like yours where it's not actually stuck on. It's all sewn in. I was actually forced by Jack to change my shirt before we started. Yeah, rightly so. Because I, I, I opted for for that classic uh, this evening. But you know, I've gone back to the original. Um, David Wagner. Let's say a massive thank you to the listeners to the watchers around the world um, for all of your support phenomenal mm. and mm. that David Wagner podcast it was just mad like the fact that it happened the fact that he was in a room with us after we were talking about him getting his wand out <laughs> the week before um, That's but the response was great wasn't it because it was. people could understand like the man a lot more they could understand what he's about and that's exactly what we wanted to do like provide that insight and I mean, the remarkable yeah. thing with with that was is with with all of the podcasts we've done, whether it be players or current players, whoever, journalists, like their affiliation with Norwich has often been over the span of years. Mm. And David, at the time in which we filmed that, I think he'd been there under two weeks. Yeah, and he'd managed two, two, three, three games. We didn't actually have much to talk about. So, in you? terms of Norwich, like <laughs> he's still living in a hotel. I won't yeah. say which hotel. Like, he doesn't really know the area. Yeah. He's been with the players probably for a combined, I don't know, nine days. He's probably still learning their names, isn't he? So... We taught him one new name, didn't we? Daldini. He, he liked that, didn't he? He liked that. Oh, as long as he does it. his defensive duties. He really got him going, Daldini. Um, but I was really impressed by him. Yeah, I was. He... And, do you know, I guess the thing to, to share with everyone is that what really struck me, Jack, is... like. Obviously, on camera, it's pretty obvious how he presented himself. But before the camera started and after the camera was turned off, he is so warm. Mm. And I talk about this all the time. One of our sponsors, Gasway, Warmth Matters is their business tagline. And um, I think that's that's true. Um, and Wagner, produced, Wagner, sorry, he comes across as someone that is warm. But what I like about him is he has this aura of respect. Mm. And so when we were, when we were obviously questioning him, um, and before the show and after the show, we were obviously sort of sounding each other out. But whilst we were talking, and I was obviously doing my usual thing where I'm trying to get a bit more out of the guest or, um, yeah, I'm just trying to open them up really to, to share something with us. And it got a bit like almost, like for me, slightly uncomfortable. Mm. Like, it, like I was like, oh my God, am I going to piss him off by saying mm. this? Like, 
I was like, oh, I like that. I like the some of the questions you asked he didn't want to answer but instead of like dancing around it like a politician he just went I'm no. not answering it <laughs> and I really liked that because he set yeah. boundaries yeah the that's thing, good the thing I noticed with um, David I'm still so close to calling him Daniel the thing I noticed with David a lot yeah and I think he'll get a lot of comparisons to Farker because of the maybe the style of play and he's German etc but they're very different people like mm. I noticed this with David, he's very, he'll just burst out in laughter. As you say, very warm, I noticed that straight away. Yeah. And we never did a podcast with Farker, but he was very kind of charismatic, but in a different way. Yeah. I, I don't think I ever heard Farker laugh. I think he was, he was too cool for school, wasn't he? Yeah. Maybe on the touch of arrogant yeah. rather than... Yeah. The but, thing yeah. the thing I loved about Wagner, though, is he clearly just adores football because we were filming on the night of... I think it was Spurs oh, yeah. against Fulham. Yeah, say that because that's interesting. And yeah. we were meant to start filming at seven. Yeah, which would have given us. Well, anyway, we were meant to start filming at seven. We there was a a crash on the A forty seven. Yes, which meant we were really late getting there. So yeah. we didn't start filming until about twenty past seven. Yeah, and initially he'd said, "Can yeah. I just say that was a nightmare?" By it the way. was a nightmare. People don't know that. Like Jack was almost crying in the front seat. I was, driving I was us thinking there. our biggest podcast was going to be ruined. And we were going to be the late for David Wagner. Anyway, sorry. Well, anyway, he was like, "I've got. You can ask me anything. You can do whatever. My only thing I'll say is, can we finish by eight? Because yeah. I want to watch Spurs against Fulham." As you do. Because he just wants to watch players yeah. and take in kind of tactical bits. Um, so he clearly adores football. But um, I think that what people might want to know, Chris, is I guess with the, we, we explained a little bit with the Atanasios, but I think that was mm-hmm. slightly different, like how these things come about, the process. Yeah. Because that is interesting. Like I love hearing about Michael Bailey, how he got interviews and Chris Gorham, etc. Yeah. So current head coach of Murray City. Yes two weeks into job yeah how how does it happen well yeah so effectively we it it started from the Atanasios and obviously the club allowed it but um, Mike and Mark had said to us that they they wanted to do it and they very much drove that which I think is really powerful for people to know just how much they care about fan engagement that's big Um, off the back of that it was then Kenny we Mm. were trusted with Kenny because Atanasius went down well and I'd said to the club around you know I really want to help combat the stigma around him being the scapegoat social media abuse to be fair I'd been asking for that for a long time so that was that was done Um, and then obviously I'd said as soon as the 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 decision was made on on David I'd contacted the club rather than the other way around I said look you know, I really, really want to have a conversation with him. Say I, we really want to have a conversation with him. And um, they decide, I mean, you'd have to speak to the football club, but mm. they obviously decided to choose us. I'm so grateful for that. And um, I'm still, I suffer with imposter syndrome quite a lot, Jack. And I must admit, I've been like, afterwards, I was like, oh my God, like what, we're not, we sh- we're not worthy of this. Do you know mm, what I mean? Mm. But, you know, for whatever reason, they wanted to choose us rather than the traditional press. And, I think what's important to say, Jack, is because I've, I've, people know, you know, during the week last week, there was all sorts of social media um, nonsense. Conspiracy um, theories. Conspiracy theories and all of the, like, lies, literally just fabrication around, you know, us as a channel and why we do what we do and how we do it and all this stuff. So hopefully we can put some fires out in this podcast. Not fires, but put some rumours to bed. Well, I, I think people just don't understand the process and that's fine. Yeah, to a degree, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've actually forgot what I was saying. What's well, I saying? think the, the... Yeah, so you approached the club yes. and they on said this one. yes. Yes, yeah. on this um, one, yes. I think what I want to put very clear is... And our line of questioning mm-hmm. has always been dictated by us. Yes. And so our process will be, we'll find out a guest ranging, I don't know, some, sometimes it's like you're doing it tomorrow. Sometimes it's you've got two weeks. You'll often put together a rough running order. We'll both yeah. go over it. We'll look through it. Um, and then we'll film. Yeah. And sometimes there's a press officer in the room. Sometimes there's not. And but when years, there is. years ago, yeah. in a, with a former press officer, there'd be a press officer sat in there and then we'd edit it. Edit it being, I put the graphics on. There's nothing ever cut out. 
and then we'd send it to them. Yeah. But we have never, ever, with the 200 plus yeah. podcasts we filmed, cut anything yeah. out. Ever. And and one of the things I really like because obviously we we criticise the club at times, but I have to praise the club in this aspect that they have always said no, keep it all in, don't take anything mm. out, always. And it actually started from the Anel Hernandez podcast. And I remember looking at um, Dan, the media man, and um, thinking, not a chance. Yeah. Is this like this is going to have to be the first time? Well, it was swearing, was that episode hundred or was that ninety nine? Hundred, I think. Episode yeah. hundred, yeah. And yeah, Anel was swearing and effing and jeffing and all of these like um, really strong statements. I was like, there's no way we're going to mm. be able to watch it. And fair play to the club because they were like, no, just do it. Mm. You know, get it out there. And, mm. um, you know, they very much just, they do give us the autonomy to do it. So like that, I'm so pleased you brought that up, Jack. People need to understand this. Like the questions that go to them are the questions that we write, we come up with. It's not driven by anything apart from what we think would make interesting content. So for example... Um, oh no you won't know yet <laughs> you won't know yet when this is dropped but we've just secured another guest for the podcast and um, yeah literally the guests get secured I've messaged them we've arranged a date we'll then come up with an initial running order Jack and I bounce backwards and forwards as you say and, and then we just film it and actually there's been times where we've offered the club and said mm. do you want to look at this mm. and they're like no it's fine just mm. get on with it and I'm like great so yeah, well, there's like, an exclusive there's, you know, for anyway that there's a, an, an, another podcast guest secured. Yes. Now, I think the, the the important thing here is, it, it, I, I quite like that David on a couple of occasions didn't respond to a question. Yes, because it's like that shows that we haven't preempted yeah. anything. And 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 guests are always very open. They're like, ask me whatever you want. Yeah. If I won't, if I don't want to answer, I won't. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the overall. I really like what what Wagner's about. Yeah. Um, the club is far from perfect in any stretch at, yes. at this current moment. We'll we'll get onto it, I'm sure, in a moment. But, um, but thing, I liked what he was as a man, yeah. and I and, and that's all we me can too. say. And and the, and the and the thing that just drives me crazy is, like, people think that like we've been used by the club to drive sort of some sort of agenda, and like it's just nonsense. Like it makes me laugh because the people that saying that clearly don't watch the podcast because we literally slag them off one week and then we've got an interview the well, following we'll, week we'll, so we'll it's like this way over the years if, mad, we, if we had have been slightly more careful around what we'd said probably me probably Adam we would have yeah. had a lot more interviews <laughs> I'm pleased you said and that <laughs> there, because there was a period of probably 18 months yeah where they wouldn't touch us yeah because I was quite strong on Farker yeah certain players yeah. sergeant we were both quite yeah. strong on yeah the club wouldn't go near us yeah um but for whatever reason things have changed like yeah and that's but we don't but we, we still criticize them yeah. like we're going to tonight yeah. because of course we i think that i think the lovely battered by burnley i think the lovely thing is is and this is a big thanks to you guys and and us and our guests and our contributors of have, have assembled a community based on trust Mm-hmm. and based on kindness as well and players yeah, and staff um, know that they can come onto the podcast and, and be treated with respect yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. really nice because yeah. we're not going to throw them under the bus because that is what some outlets do exactly so. um, we were thrown under the bus by Burnley yes Burnley battered us basically nice alliteration thank you I love a bit of that Vincent Company Burnley um, bossed us they didn't batter us they bossed us I was stupidly confident going into that game. Yeah, standard. I thought, I've, I've watched a bit of Burnley this season, particularly in recent weeks, and thought, ooh, they've maybe scraped through with just individual bits of quality. And I thought, if we can put it up to them, like we did against Preston, probably more so than Coventry, away from home, I was like, we've got a chance. But Jack, they're Preston, not PSG. Mm. You know that And same. Burnley are almost Barcelona. Honestly, I think that, I mean, we'll go on to the errors the mistakes and all of that stuff in a minute but I am putting out there I think Burnley are actually one of the best teams that we've seen in Carrode in a year in terms of the way that they've moved the ball the way that they've pressed tactically in the Premier League last season I think Burnley actually played a lot better than most of the Premier League teams that came to Carrode last season Jack I think everything was so sharp smooth efficient you know the half time warm up thing that they did the just the they, they, they've just got it right I said at the start of the season I said look 
Vincent Company at Burnley, it's either this is going to end up in a double relegation mm. or they're going to absolutely destroy it. And they've done it, and fair play to them. And, and do you know what? You know, fair play to them because they are a proper club. With it, they've not sold their soul to the devil. Yes, they've been in the Premier League. They've got a good group of supporters there. We know a couple of the, we know a few of the fans there as well. And you know, I'm I'm pleased that Burnley are doing it. You know, fair fair play to them. I think the play. amazing thing with Burnley is we played them in the Premier League. Remember when we beat them two? Was it two nil? Adam Eder scored. Oh, wasn't I, th- I, yeah, was I think Everton, you were on holiday it? actually? No, we beat Burnley as well. Uh, no, that was PLM. That was a PLM park PLM, driver. That's it. That was a PLM park driver. They were turgid that day, and that was towards the end of the Sean Dyche era at Burnley. And what I was dead impressed with was not only the um, incredible development of the way they play football. Like it's a it's a complete night and day, isn't night it? Night and day. Yeah. The recruitment has been unbelievable. So good. So I think people often say, I think they spent 29 million quid in the summer. Yeah. A fair amount of money. Yeah. What people forget is they sold 70 million pounds worth of player. They did so well selling. So So well. And and a lot of their Premier League loanees, I think Teller's on loan, um, Harwood Bellis is on loan from Premier League football clubs. Um, Matson, I think as well. They've just... Everything, you know, playing style, tactics, recruitment, bang on. Do you know who's an absolute pla? Zahori. Z- Zahori? Is it? Z- Zahori. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, wow. Um, yeah, no, Zahori. He, he is a top player. Um, I like, Ashley Barnes. And, and now moving on to, you know, dissecting the game, I guess. I'm going to kick off with this tweet that I've um, screenshotted from Ian Gabelli on Twitter. Um, and he says, good thing is, we don't need to be as good as them just good enough to beat the rest the best of the rest which i'm sure we can be i thought that was actually quite a nice summary for me and like yeah. ultimately people in my opinion let me know in the comments below if you disagree i think a lot of fans are wetting their pants a little bit jack over that burnley result i think there's two ways to look at it i think one is ian's take and i think that's very fair and i think that's the optimistic look and i think and i like that did you watch michael bailey's review oh i haven't watched it yet no Oosh, he was down Really? Really down. Was he? And I kind of get it because... Was he? He was saying in terms of clubs you can compare Norwich to, Burnley are basically the same. Like, similar size, yeah. Premier League yeah. in recent years. Yeah. And Th- in, terms of, in terms of recruitment, yeah. we couldn't have got it more wrong yeah. compared to Burnley. Yeah. And I think he was looking at that and going, yes, Burnley are ahead of us, and yes, there's still a chance of promotion, but that shouldn't be the case. We came down yes. with them. We beat them last season. Yep. We were on similar points yep. to them last season. And yet now, because of a, yeah. an, of a capable coach and some good recruitment, they're like 30 points ahead of All us. Right, and that shouldn't be the case. Okay, you've gone negative. Now let me hit That's you That's Michael a, Bailey's opinion. Let me hit you with a positive, hit which me. is that actually further... I mean, I was down after the game at the weekend because it was like such a big game. Like, you know, just give it everything. Mm. And to be honest, I know it's quite easy. I just, I honestly felt like Norwich didn't turn up. Like, I can't remember a, a spell of play or, you know, you know in games where you have like a, a five or a ten minutes nothing, where you go, there? whoa, like we're, we're on it, yeah. we're speeding up, we're building something. Oh, come on, here we go. The goal's coming, the goal's coming. We didn't get that no. all game um, at all. Um, what was my point? But the positive is that, I, that Burnley didn't, they, they just did the basics mm. so well. It wasn't, um, you know, we've spoken about all of their individual talent, mm. but that I don't think that talent necessarily shone as uh, as individuals. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. All of their goals were pony; they were mistakes. Yeah, you know, poor zonal marking from from corners, and unfortunately, we have to talk about it. it it's a it's it's a stinker from from Timmy Krull. So yeah, and I think worryingly for Tim is. But sorry, quick before we go, Tim Krull. But the point I was making on that, Jack, is that you could argue that actually it's our fault yeah, that we lost that no, game three 0 right. They didn't. They didn't. You know, blow us away with some magnificent talent. They just. They just bossed the basics. Yeah. And it was our fault that we lost that. Like, you know. Yeah. We they could, didn't we create too much. But don't get me wrong. They absolutely deserved the win. I'm not trying to say. It. I'm just saying like. We really bought that three three nil loss upon ourselves. I think Tim what, Krul, I think sorry, when mate. your home form is as bad as ours, and, and and let's not forget Wagner's now lost both of his Caro games. Yes, and for those of us like us fair weather fans who don't travel away from home, we've been served some proper dross. 
So to, to go into a huge game like this and after six minutes, Tim Krull does what he does, yeah. you're suddenly climbing a huge mountain. Yeah. I've watched that Krull era back 20 times now and I still it's can't... A it's a nightmare, isn't it? I can't work any of it out. Yeah. There is not a Norwich player near where he passes the ball. I just feel, I feel for Timmy because it's just, you can't... The worry is, Chris, the worry here is this didn't come out of nowhere. Coventry, yes, we won the game, but he did it twice in the first 20 minutes and they should have scored. Very similar thing happening against Blackburn. I know that was more Grant Hanley. Yeah. And there were also a couple of times against Preston mm. where he did it. Well, and, and a lot of people now will be saying the, the Angus Gunn-Tim Krull argument is no longer an argument. If Angus yeah. Gunn's fit, Angus Gunn starts. Well, I... I, I, I yeah, I, I, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think in a... In a in a sense, it's fortuitous that Angus is injured at the moment. Um, yeah, I I find it. I, yeah, it's, look, it's, it's difficult. I, I have to admit, I I know them and like them both. So I struggle to. I, 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 my 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 emotions are that I feel for Tim because it's a big mistake. I feel for him because think- because afterwards, and what I will say which I'm sure people will agree on because I saw a few people tweet it as well. The sarcastic cheers oh, yeah. and jeers and, you know, like all of a sudden calling it to be booted long, but actually that was what was heavily criticised under Dino. So it was like, hang on a minute, what do you want, Barkley? And I just sort of, it reminded me, Jack, that we're not out of the woods yet. Mm. We've got a lot of work to do in terms of, I feel like, I feel like Carrow Road has been poisoned. I feel like, there's a lot of toxicity still within Carroll Road though, that we still need to flush out of our system. And that showed with that Tim Krull mistake. So yes, it was a mistake. Yes, it was a stinker. I feel for Tim because it is a shocker. Um, but what I have to, to make clear is that I think that as Norwich City fans, we, we can do better. Um, mm. and, I, and I think from that point on, how good would it have been? How good would it have been and I saw this Wool after the Wolves um, game against Liverpool. Mm-hmm. The, before the final whistle goes, and I know that they're winning three 0 but hear me out. The crowd give them an ovation, and they're clapping, and they're like being like they they're like giving it to their team. They're mm-hmm. giving their team some support. And I just how powerful would it have been then if Tim had made that mistake, and we'd all gone, Timmy, Timmy, mm-hmm. cruel, or or like just just go like go on, Tim, like you know, just encourage the lad because. I mean, he looked broken. I think the difficulty is, Chris, is when you've won, I don't know what it is, I one know. in ten. I know it's difficult. I, I, know, what I you know, know it's difficult. I tell you what What was, a re- I didn't think it would make such a difference. The Barkley without the drum, silent again. Well, do you know what? I'll put this out there. Good. Good. For all the people that slagged off the drum, have some of that. Because mm. they've been proven wrong. I've said it for so long that we needed that in the Barkley because... It's like a morgue. Where was the it? Where was the drummer? Well, I reckon he was in Tenerife on holiday. Tanning up. No, on a serious note, big up City Elite. They don't. They actually. Well, I actually don't know where City Elite were. We should but... all chip in twenty p each. Yeah, a bit decent. Where's the sub drummer? That's what I want to know. Yeah, surely you need. Maybe like they a can line get that guy drummers. from the club shop again that was just like on that podium <laughs> smiling. That's no. That's in all our, seriousness, that's our constructive feedback to City Elite. You need a sub drummer. Yeah. Okay. You need a sub drummer. Um, but the atmosphere sucked. But to be fair, Jack, that's because we got nothing on the pitch. It's, it's, it's got to come from there. Kenny McLean said it himself. It's got to come from on the pitch. And, mm. and the only thing I would say, and um, Darren Eady said this um, in, his, um, in his review piece on Talk Norris City, is he said that we need to improve in attacking areas. There was a lot of talk on social media after the game, Jack, of, um, you know, you know, obviously Tim Krull taking a lot of the heat for his for his uh, for his his whatever it was. Um, Grant Hanley was getting a lot of stick. The defence in general were getting a lot of stick, and the the midfielders allegedly trying to protect the defence. But what Darren says is actually we need to improve in attacking areas, and that showed, didn't it? Because the one chance that we had against Burnley when they were bossing us was when Pookie broke through, fed a beautiful ball through through to to Kieran Dowell to just tap it home. We couldn't finish it like that's the difference isn't it because yeah. then the game changes right yeah I, I, I think you're right I think there were 
it's never as bad as you think. It's never as good as you think. Yes. Burnley, as you say, didn't create too much. Two from a corner. One of them was particularly poor defending. And one that we just passed them. Yeah. We had a penalty. Should have had a penalty, and Dow should yeah. be scoring. Yeah. It could be very different. Should we get some Twitter questions? Yes. Okay. Questions. That's enthusiastic. Yeah. Well, you told me to start it yeah, for the it first very, time, so I thought it was about time to um, get some passion into good. it. Oh, here's the other thing for the Wagner podcast. One yeah. of the other things. One of the other bullshit rumors. We edit things out. Can I just say this camera that you're watching? It actually stops after. Is it twenty six minutes? About twenty six minutes. Your yeah. bloody tin pop camera like just turns off so if you ever see a gap it's because it's literally the camera the, the other rumor was that the club pay us and i can confirm that is true because the, so, someone said i don't even pay for my season ticket yeah i did see that sorry continue on um it's it's not a coincidence that we're suddenly filming in this ivory tower after doing a podcast with david wagner that's what i'm saying what does that what does that mean i mean they bought you a house <laughs> Very nice one. Could you imagine if they actually did? That'd be class. Um, Right, here we go then. Let's kick off the obviously the big topic from uh, from last weekend is Tim Krull. Ryan M eleven M. His Twitter bio is simply Norwich City season ticket holder. Class, brilliant. Uh, He says, "I think people are being harsh on Krull. We were second when he was initially dropped, and we fell down the table since. Similar to Hanley." When he makes a mistake or has a bad game, people are quick to say they should be dropped without appreciating what they bring to the squad. What's your take on that, Jack? Yeah, I think I think it's really difficult to analyse goalkeepers, isn't it? Because look, I think I think Krul is more capable of making a mistake than Angus. But equally, I think if you look at the raw numbers, I haven't got it to hand, I think points per game are actually better with Krul in the side. Right. But that's dependent on who you play and how the defence is performing, etc. But there are stats in favour of Angus too, right? And this is the yeah. interesting thing. Like, it would, depends on the way I you would, spin them. I would say what you've got with, with Angus is he's slightly better with his feet. I think he's better at distributing the ball. And from what we've seen in the early stages of Wagner, that's going to be incredibly important mm. for a goalkeeper because there were a lot of times where there was huge amounts of pressure on the goalkeeper to find a pass and Krull wasn't able to do that. Um, I'm just concerned from a standpoint of each game that he's played for um, Wagner so far, there's been a mistake. Some have led to goals, some haven't. Um, equally, he's a very capable goalkeeper. What about this, um, though, Jack? Let's put this in the room. Maybe there are some mistakes because he's not been playing as much because Angus yeah. has been in, right? This is the thing when you chop and change Look, I think they're both very capable goalkeepers. I think Krul would get, as I said, I think he'd start for 20 of the 24 championship yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. I think a lot of people would also argue he's a better leader. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, look, but we, we can take Saturday in isolation. Yeah. The, the first goal was definitely yeah. his fault. And I think the second goal was partially his fault as well. The, cor- the yeah, corner. The corny, didn't yeah. claim it. It was all over the place. Uh, equally, he's been, a, he's been very good for Norwich and I think um, still has a part to play. I will stand by it. I've always said this and always will. Tim Krul is a Norwich City legend. Yeah. He's got two title-winning yeah. medals around Can't his neck. Can't argue that. Um, cup heroics. Well, to be fair, heroics on me- on many levels in many games. He has, and someone else tweeted this, so I won't take the credit for it, so don't quote me on this, but he has saved us so many more points than he's cost us. And so I do agree with the sentiment here from Ryan. Like, let's go easy on Timmy, all right? You know, I don't... I, and ultimately, David Wagner's got a decision to make now when Angus uh, gets back again. Um you know. I think the the other thing to say here is when he came in against Preston, there was a lot of controversy that, that it wasn't Angus and he kept the clean sheet on that day and also made a few really big And he was saves. bloody superb. Um, I loved so, it when he got Giannoulis up by the neck and he went yeah. like that. And, and Krull's got that and I think he's... Yeah. I don't know for sure, but I suspect he's an incredibly um, influential character he in the is. dressing room. He is. I, I'm just going to say, Chris, because I've just finished oh my bottle. Oh, God, yeah. We have done sponsors plugs, yeah? Lakens <laughs> uh, is still doing 20% off. Still? And I met with them on Friday. Have they and brewed more beer then? Well, there's a huge expansion at the brewery because they needed to brew more. And that's not even a joke. Well, I'm not surprised, to be They've honest. bought loads more warehouse room. You haven't actually told me this. To, to expand the brewery because they have to brew more beer. That is it. And epic. that's not even a joke. And whilst we're on to sponsors... So anyway, Lakens, link in the description, 20% off. I am... 
I don't know if it's going to last forever. Dry so January is over. It is very much over. It's very much wet February. You know I lost... And speaking of wet February. Did you know I lost nearly a stone? Yeah, well done. Thanks, Seriously. Mate. That's class for me. Hmm. That is actually class for me. And now I've put it all back on. Um, and speaking of wet February, it's the season of love. And oh, goodness. Nor have supplied <laughs> us with some valentine's chocolate to, really? to take you all through oh there's love hearts yeah on there. there's lots of love hearts going oh. on on the bars this month P punchy these for me crunchy peanut butter mint if you're a mint fan fudge crunch i know you're a fan of that one this Jack. one literally says love on it these uh love hot chocolate dippers i mean I tell you what that's the sort of thing where if you get a hot chocolate bomb out. I loved for it. The, for the missus or yeah. the man in your life. Yeah. Um, that will seriously get them going. It will do. So I cannot recommend it enough. And you can get discount in and the description. This is a love bomb. No, it's a love you chocolate, but I'm calling it a love bomb. I'm we need to be very careful with nor, using the word no, love. No, Valentine's is coming up. And in all seriousness, yes. if you've got a, you know. And a, Easter. Let's start talking about that as well. Why not? It's, every that season is chocolate season. In all seriousness, if you do have someone, you want to gift to someone else or gift to yourself. Self-love, my friends. Nor, what yeah. a lovely place to go. Everyone likes a bit Link of Link in the description. The code is there. Again, whisper it quietly because we're, yeah. we're mugging them off big time with that discount yeah. code. They're uh, but, but take they're, advantage. They're, they're, the chocolate factory, it's like, it's turned into like the, the Norfolk Willy Wonka now. Well, absolutely. It's, I, it's, it's I, crazy. I, I run in like a Lumpa Lumpa and jump in yeah, the chocolate fountain. On a serious note, I actually really like, I actually... I have to admit, I've got a bit, a bit of a bit of a thing. My secret to getting over Norwich City losing yeah. is I just devour some gnaw. You I just do gnaw, eat a lot of chocolate. I gnaw some gnaw. I get home, and yeah. the first thing I say to Becky, I say, Becky, get, get me some gnaw out of the fridge. I, know I don't say that. I definitely don't boss her about You keep it in the fridge. Um, but the she I, honestly, the first thing that happens when you get home from a loss, yeah. you get the bar of gnaw out, and you're mm. laughing. And if you've already got mm. money off, you're laughing. Right, Twitter questions. Uh, Stuart says, Go on. Stuart Land. Okay. Uh, he's in Norwich City, Lower Barclay, Block C. He's got a dog, and he owns a business. Um, Stuart says, McLean yes. plays a crucial role in this squad, and the way that Wagner wants to play, um, a lot of people forget what he brings to the team. The Scottish Iniesta, as I, as I started calling him, um, has been magnificent under Wagner. I'm so happy for him because, of course, he was a scapegoat for a long time, but actually, much like many players, they suit certain systems and certain styles. And actually, I would say one of the reasons why Burnley bossed us at the weekend was that they completely nullified McLean. Mm. They, they stopped him doing what he has been doing in those two games prior to that. When he had the whole the, midfield. He had they? the freedom to play and, and, and pick the passes and it just couldn't happen. So, yeah, I, I, th I, th I think McLean was, I, I, was actually one of our better players against Burnley. Yeah. But, but that's a bad thing, right? Because yeah. it, Really I tell happens, you, so. not McLean, but midfield related. Go on. And I'll throw a positive in the room. For the first time in probably four months, I walked away from Carrow going, I was impressed with Nunes today. Really? I thought he Good. came on and okay. I thought there was a bit about him. Yeah, and, and there I was a bit of that. Yeah, he, he tried to pick the pass, the, the creative pass, to do mm. something different. And that's what we fell in I love just with, thought with he, Nunes. He, unlike every other player, yeah. it's not even a criticism of us, Bernie were very good. He found some space. I'm telling you now that... Nunes, very much Mario Vranjic syndrome. I will put my mortgage on it right now that next season he is going to be outstanding for us. Jonathan Parker. Let's lighten the tone from Jonathan. He says, I thought back to my biggest high and biggest low watching Carroll Road. He's obviously feeling, feeling quite cathartic, maybe yeah. going through some Norwich City counselling after the Burnley loss. He says, I was at the draw with Bayern Munich that knocked Blimey. them out. Low was the 7-1 defeat to Colchester. What are your high and low moments at Carrow Road? I would have loved to have been at Munich. Just <sighs> both fixtures. Um, low, I've only ever left one game early. I know which one it is as and well. And that was Sunderland. Yeah, I, know. And I don't know why that sticks in my head. I think it was at that point I thought there might be a chance of survival. We lost 3-0, I think, at Carrow Is that the only game you've left at home? Yeah. You've left early, Yeah. Sorry. Crazy. So that's your low, my Sunderland high, at home. You're so young. As if that's your low. Well, that is different to the Colchester one. Oh, okay, yeah, because that because that that's is, the obvious that one, is right? So bad. Um, I would. Say, I tell you what didn't make me feel young when I got my season ticket. Um, you know the email the other day. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was yours? Must have been like twenty years past. <laughs> <wasn't it? laughs> Mine was like eleven years. I think. Yeah, but do you know what annoyed me about that? The player you've seen the most, Grant Hanley. <laughs> Grant Hanley. I was like, 
Mm, okay. <laughs> no offense. Love Grant. you, Grant. I wanted to um, hi. Pretty uh, Caro. Ipswich in the playoffs. <sighs> that was epic. Oh, that was good. Um, Man City. Oh, unreal. That Man City's my high, but if you choose Man City, I'll go. Ipswich in the playoffs play- was epic. Ipswich playoffs semi-final. But you know what was good as well? The four-one at home when it was, yeah. it was snowing outside yeah. and Grant Holt did the old moustache celebration. Yeah, that was epic. Yeah, just every time I've played it. I think Man City at home. That was phenomenal. I remember that game being just seismic in terms of because we were obviously still doing TNC at that point, but it was a lot smaller than what it is now. And you were probably the same, but the I reckon for two or three days following that. My phone, no joke, was just off the hook with like BBC Five Live, Sky yeah, Sports. Yeah. They all just wanted a bit of Norwich. Don't blame me. We were them. fresh on the scene. There you go. Farkable, lovely stuff. And um, my high, if you're interested, uh, if it's not Nora Lakens, is at Carrow's. Sorry, not high, low. My low is. Oh, is it, that 7 1 was horrific, by the way. There's a lot of lows. I cried that night. Did you? I went home and I cried. Really? I actually cried. <laughs> I was so depressed, I cried. I'm not joking. I'm happy to admit it. Mate, that was shocking. You have a gun he was in Mate, my fucking mate was in charge. It was shocking. You were, you were about oh, 19, I was so I was so upset that day. I was honestly so upset that day. To be fair, there's been so many depressing Caro results. There have right, been, Right, yeah. I want to talk about something. Okay. The curse of Carrow Road. Yeah. There is a curse at Carrow Road right now. In what sense? How, well, results performances yeah, 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 yeah. how do we change that there's been discussion Jack around the atmosphere around the fans around you know can we change something in terms of the what what can the stadia do the the PA the, the music like how do we lift this curse of Cameroon well, I, I saw, I, it's interesting you say that I saw Joe Ferrari a former Norwich yes. um, head of communications yes. put the who what, said yes to Russ by the way that was the first do what, he said first do, yes. do what you need to do clappers whatever it is yeah. And, and the first reply was, like, the clappers, drums, whatever, irrelevant. We just need, like, recruitment to be better. Do you remember when someone lobbed a clapper at Chris Hewton? Yeah, didn't Snoddy get one as well in the face? <laughs> probably. I, I just think, this stuff, probably is, I think this stuff is really simple. I think we, we always overcomplicate it. Norwich City needs to be winning games. Yes, correct. And, and I think a lot of it comes from play, pitch first, then it will translate into fans. Yes. As many clappers or drums or whatever nonsense you want, it's not going to help realistically on pitch performance. Ready to be depressed? Yes. Maxim Carver. What about if I'm um, already depressed? He says, we've made more... By the way, we're not we're not laughing at depression, by the way. That's actually really serious. And that's... Yeah, let's not talk about depressed that. Depressed with Norwich City. Depressed with Norwich City, to be very clear. Very different things. Um, we've made more errors leading to shots on our goal than any team in Europe's top leagues this season. Yeah. <laughs> However well we play... We always look like conceding at least one. I think playing out has been harder for the defence as we don't have a natural linking midfielder. Interesting. Well, look, and I think Wagner's got this problem now, right? He's got, again, and, and by the way, Dino had it. I know Dino was was dire in terms of the results and the performances because we just never looked like scoring. But ultimately, this is a, mi- a mishmash of poor recruitment, right? Yeah, well, I, I, I think I, I saw the stat. It was... Norwich have made more like individual errors leading to goals or leading to shots, as Maxim said. But but it's like double that of anyone in the championship. That is a crazy stat. And it's difficult because you, you can only do so much, but you can't like idiocy is down to the players itself. Like there's mm. nothing you can do to stop Tim Krull making that error uh, at the weekend. And there's been a lot of yes. occasions like that this season. Yes. I think I think there's a, I think it's a few things. I think confidence is a big thing. Yes, agreed. I think if your strikers are scoring goals, you forget about Tim making that mistake because you've, you've doesn't won the matter. Game. Well, Lambert days, you score one, we'll exactly. score two more. And I think we will see that a little bit with David Wagner because he's yeah. he's asking a lot of his players. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot. Yeah. There's been a lot no, of errors. Yep, yeah, I agree. Um, there's been so many questions, like so many questions on Tim Krull, Angus Gunn, Ollie Burns, Nathan Barker, Evan, who who has got a picture of me as profile you know, picture. You know what? Yeah. Josh Stewart. They're all like Angus Gunny, Angus Gunny. But actually, what I'm noticing is there is this sort of sentiment of 
we respect Tim Krull. And a lot of people are saying, yes, there were mistakes, but we need to do better. We can't be doing sarcastic jeers and stuff. So that's quite good to see in the you comments. You know, I think, I think it is, Chris. I, I, I think it's dangerous with a lot of this stuff to get distracted from the real issues. Like, realistically, Krull's not a problem. Hanley wasn't a problem when he made the mistake. McLean wasn't a problem. The problem here is years of chronic poor recruitment, five, six months this season of poor management. Yeah. And there will be errors. Every team yeah. has has errors yes. in them. Krull's not the problem. Hanley's not the yeah. problem. McLean's the problem. The problem is deeper. But it's easy to pinpoint Tim Krull and go, well, it's his fault we lost. It's not his fault we lost. Because people want a scapegoat. No, I don't even think Do it's think- that. It's just, the, it's just the easy thing to blame. And I think we're all guilty of it. You need to look deeper here. And Yes, I agree. Yeah, I think it's it's an easy cop-out of just going, it's Tim's fault or it's yeah. Hanley's fault. Yeah, or it's yeah, fault. I agree. And but, well, yes, you, look they... the, you look at the defence. And, and by the way, the, replacing Alex Tete. There's, there's areas all over the pitch where you could say, we're still you know playing these types of players or we still haven't replaced... You know, I don't know. I know Buendia is a bit different because the class is up here, but Tete or, you know... and so, Skip. Yeah, the thing on the thing on the goalkeepers particularly, I'm particularly soft on goalkeepers in my opinion, because I'm of the faith they are your absolute last line of defence. Yeah. They are your last gasp, right? But ultimately, if your defence were a fucking brick wall, they ain't getting near the goal yeah. anyway, and to a degree. And so I do think we need to put some more empathy and understanding on this. And um, Molman, and um, he's got a profile picture of uh, a mole. Um, uh, obviously and he said he, he in his bio he says leader of the anti-ankle basher league no idea what that is uh, Molman says rant mm. I'm fed up with our fans passing off Saturday as Burnley on top of the league so it's okay it's not okay Burnley created very little doesn't matter if it was Burnley or Wigan we'll lose to anyone if we play like that fact I think that's a bit harsh I don't think I, we, don't. I don't think we were that to a degree. I, I think, think he's right. I don't think we were that bad. No, 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 no. The goals we conceded. I agree with Molman. Yeah, I agree with. I think with, with, I think, with Molman. I think where Molman does have a very good point is we suddenly in a in a very short space of time have gone from we're better than Burnley in the Premier League last season. I think we were better than Burnley for a, a period. Mm-hmm. Coming down with them and going, we should be competing with Burnley. It should be us two in the top two. To going. Yeah. Well, it's Burnley. Obviously, they're going to be 30 points above us. That's a lot's changed in a very short amount of time. Yes. And we have to look at why. Yes. Agreed. What is also interesting around, let me sort of go back on my word with, with Marlman there, is, and, and people have said, and I've said it myself, oh, Burnley are flying the top of the league. You know, you're never going to get anywhere near Burnley this season. And to be fair, it's true. They've won the league. It's done. But we haven't beaten, I think, don't quote me on this, people, I think we've not beaten any of the top six all season. Sounds could be, about right. could be wrong yeah. there. Quote me if I'm wrong. I'm happy to be wrong. Sounds about right. Um, and that's a problem because we are expecting Wagner's Whopper on Wembley Way, mm. and we yeah. ain't gonna get Wagner's Whopper on well, Wembley Way if in, we if we if we lose to all of the top six all the time. Well, let me tell you our next six games because we don't have to play the top six. Actually, I think Mill are Millwall in the top six. Don't know. Um, next six games. Yeah. Bristol City away. Win. Hull at home. Win. Wigan away. Win. Birmingham at home. Win. Cardiff at home. Win. Millwall away. Fucking hell, we're going to win all those games. Uh, well, so next six games, Despite- Joe, Joe asks how many points. And have, you're saying... We might have a couple of draws. Three, six, nine, 18 points. I'm up for that. I'm up for it. I've got faith. Listening to David Wagner on our podcast and... You know, hearing some of the goings on behind the scenes and the players buying into it, and don't forget, with every day that goes by, these players are learning and understanding how to play Wagner ball. Mm. Okay, so they're learning. They there ain't a better team than Burnley in this league. I even think like, okay, let's talk about second best in this league, Sheffield United. Should have beaten them. It's basic stuff. Should have beaten them. It's very beatable. Mm. It is. Um, so for me, no, I, I look. I, I, I don't. I, I, I'm, I look. Call me a. Call me deluded, a blind, a, a blind optimist. What, whatever, I think we win all of those games. I think the next. Well, I very much hope so, and I think we've got a good chance. 
Um, and I think by the end of that point, we'll have a very good sample to look at and go, we know we're at now under and, Wagner. And this links to Lenny Millington's question. He says, do you think we should have a rebuild this season, uh, sorry, a rebuild season with Wagner and write this season off due to poor form, what Dean Smith left us in? And the players we have not being the best, especially if we do go up, question mark, as we'd see the classic old Norwich get relegated again. Oh, I just, I, I lot... don't agree with writing the season off, Lenny, at all. I also don't agree with the, and I know that Twitter's only characters, by the way. Thanks for the question. I appreciate it. And I know that you listen and watch. And I, I love you, Lenny. We love you, Lenny. I love that from you, Lenny. Um, but again, look, look at this here. Dean Smith. It's not actually just Dean Smith. What about Stuart Webber? What about the scouts? What about the players just not actually putting in everything they should be doing in some no, circumstances, I, 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 wanting to leave the club, etc. So we can't write off this season. I, I love Lenny, but that argument is just bollocks. That that you have to. That's that, strong. It is. I mean, okay, so we'll write off this season. Okay, so we'll lose Pookie, we'll lose Sargent, we'll lose Aaron's, Angus will be off. We'll lose all our best players because they they won't want to be in the championship. We won't have much money left because of parachute payments. So then what? You've got a, a far weaker squad, a squad that knows that they can very capable of losing championship games. And then what? And then you're stuck in the division for another season. Mm. You have to bounce back quickly. Yeah. You can't write seasons The off. only thing I'd positively challenge on that, Jack, is I do think half those players will stay because we won't get offers for them. That's my opinion. Okay. Well, I don't know. I think it's very dangerous to go of the lines of let's rebuild for a season and then we'll go up because there's no guarantee and I think mm-hmm. your best chance of yes. bouncing back yes. is in the first season. Yes. I've got a question from Brett go on then. and I'd like to ask it. Go on then. Um, we, I think we have to talk about it. Todd Cantwell. Um, yes. He, he's, he put out a little um, Instagram story very down with the kids earlier mm-hmm. um, and, and, and Brett asks what are our thoughts on Todd Cantwell's recent statement? Well I've got Todd Cantwell's recent statement on here so I will quote it and Go we can and we can discuss um, what we think of it so Todd put on Instagram uh, just a quick statement uh, the leave the leaving of my boyhood club may have seemed strange um, to some in terms of my words the situation and the way I was treated will be revealed and my fans and the fans of the club will know the truth mm-hmm. I'm so happy again and enjoying my football at the amazing Rangers before we get into that statement uh, a good friend of mine was at the Rangers game on Saturday and said well, Todd was unreal and yeah. he got out of the match so nice to see I've got a lot of Rangers buddies too and they are saying that like they're liking the yeah. look of Todd so, so fair play nice to, to see him back playing football and enjoying it yeah. um, uh, uh, what do you think of the statement if there is anything to um uh, I, I don't I'm not sure the statement was necessary okay um, but then I put myself in Todd's shoes yeah, he's and probably I think, getting pelted all day every day isn't he I think that he's getting a lot of I think he's probably still getting a lot of people saying well hang on a minute and, and now the new thing that's going to happen is now he's a new club in a new environment with new people that really care for him and really value him mm. and really want him to do well. They're not just casting him aside. They're not bullying him. None of that nonsense. Um, obviously, he's going to do well. And by the way, Rangers are at the top of the bloody league or nearabouts. I think Celtic are, aren't they? Mm. But obviously, Rangers are flying at the league. They're a team with confidence. They're a team that play nice, pretty football. They're a team that um, that win most games. So, of course, Todd's going to do better to a degree. Um, but... I do find it interesting that he's put that statement out. Um, I'm also really happy that he's put that statement out, Jack, because I'm I'm really looking forward to Todd sharing his side of the story. I mean, I, I get pelters for it. I continue to get pelters for it. Um, I am just always of the faith. Like the, what gives me the biggest buzz doing Talk Not A City, I've said this so many times, sorry for sounding like a broken record, people, is when we hear the players' side of the mm. story, the players' truth, the players' perspective, the players' stories, the players' insights, because everyone hears from the club officials, mm. everyone hears the journalists and the fans' perspective, but how often do we hear about the players? And I think with Todd, it's a case of there's two sides of the story and then there's the truth, mm. okay? But at the moment, we're only being fed stuff that's been passed through club officials um, and also bullshit rumours flying about social media mm. so that statement I'm not sure it's necessary but I'm very 
happy that he is going to vocalise why why he's been the way he's been yeah. and, and, and what's gone on and I'm looking forward to it. And, and I've seen, I've had a couple of comments about it tonight. Oh, Chris, it's, it's bullshit. He's just doing it for attention. He's um, he's never going to say it, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's going to say it. He I, will say his side of the story. I'm telling you now. And I think that people will really... I don't think they'll completely change their mind. I feel like this has got, you know, Harry Meghan vibes about it, right? It's got to that sort of situation, obviously not on that scale. Yeah. I think if you're a Todd fan, Todd will tell his story and you'll love Todd more. I think if you're a Todd hater for some reason, then I think that when he speaks, you would have already made your mind up. But look, just hear him out. I think it's important in life that you hear every side of the story before you come to your conclusion and uh, we haven't had that yet I think the thing for Todd as well he was at Norwich for what 14 years if not longer he's probably looking for some closure like he wants to just go yeah, this fair. is my bit yeah. you take it or you leave it yeah that's true so arguably it's selfish because, but good on him fair play because he didn't really have a goodbye it was very quick how it all happened yeah. if I was Todd I'd be going I want to say my bit if you, if you believe me, fine. If yeah. you don't, also fine. After taking all the shit that he's taken, I'm not surprised he wants to say something. And I'm very, very confident that he will tell his story when he's ready. So you think we're winning our next six games? Yeah, I do. I don't know why, because after the Burnley game, I just think Burnley are so good, and I don't think, like everyone else I've seen in the league this season, has been monumentally average. Yeah. And by monumentally average, that's been kind. I think most of them have been turgid, shit, mm. pub teams, genuinely. Well, look, we're going to win on Saturday. Yes, obviously. I'm actually going to no Bristol brainer. City, unbelievable. Oh, I'm yeah. Check my temperature. Hello. Um, we've got a brilliant podcast coming out next week. Yes, You've tr- you nearly released. teased it. So, yeah, I'm fil- I'm going to be filming the it's podcast. It's coming out next Monday. Yeah, I'm f- yeah, fine. So I'm filming the podcast with the guest. I almost said their name then. Um, and then it's coming out the week after brilliant I'm looking yeah. forward to it no I am too I am too uh, thanks very much for watching thanks all for your recent support yes agreed and let us know on social media your thoughts as always if mm. you've enjoyed this podcast you know the score people take a picture of where you're watching it all over the world screenshot it whatever tag talk North City we'll share it all over our Instagram and Twitter because it's it's what we can do to thank you and if you didn't enjoy it uh, you can tweet us at Chris Revo um, <laughs> don't do that not after last week good to see you <laughs> cheers. cheers everyone bye